is this, episode 11? Fucking Tuesdays? We have no idea what this one's going to be like, so hold on to your hats. Welcome to the show. Okay, so the them, they thing. I would have to say I just took my first step toward understanding it, like, yesterday. Literally. I assumed it was just another one of those teenage weird things. But then I remembered all of the stuff that was weird when I was a teenager is now, like, pretty common. So, the fact that this is a large enough movement amongst our youth to gain traction enough for us old people to hear about it means must be a fairly big deal for them, right? So, that's the fun part. I keep saying them. The younger generation is more connected than any other generation in history. They're connected in ways we as old people will never understand. They can know anything they want about a person just by looking them up. And if they can't find anything about you, that says everything about you. That's a big red flag. Yeah. God, the cyberbullying. Like, I'm not saying a naturally talented, gifted beauty can't still make their way in the world better than those who aren't gifted in the same ways. But like, now even natural talent, as long as you have the money to pay for the filter to make yourself pretty, and you never actually have to see anyone in person, then whoever you are online is who you are. Ten years ago, catfishing was a thing most people didn't didn't even realize was a thing. You mean you can lie about who you are on the internet? Then now it's it's what we do. It's what they do. So anyway, back to this them they thing. Being so connected, a lot of a lot of people don't even feel like one person. So some days you're happy and some days you're sad, right? Now imagine that divide is so great that you literally feel like different people. And every emotion has a different soul. So that's why some people on certain days feel like a passive woman. And some days they feel like assertive men. So it's like multiple personality disorder, but like way scaled back. Picking your personality, not so much as personalities picking you, I guess. Maybe, but no, I think that's the part that makes like the pansexual thing. I don't know that it is a, that they get to pick. This is just who they are. Mm -hmm. And that changes regularly. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, or I'm not even saying I fully understand it. Like I don't, I shouldn't say suffer from this. This isn't one of the, one of the things that I get. I'm very much a he, him, but I'm not saying I don't understand the. Like I feel like different people on different days, they're just all very much men. I guess. Like sometimes I feel like a six-year-old boy. But okay, so so the them they movement is basically. The younger generation doesn't want old people to tell them what they can and cannot do based on their gender. So gender neutrality, even if you do associate with the he, him pronouns, you still would rather be called they, them, because you want to be part of they. The people that are all inclusive, gender neutral, like truly gender blind. How can I be gender blind toward you if I'm not toward myself kind of thing? So... A lot of the people that identify with this aren't pansexual themselves or gender neutral, but they identify with the cause of being gender neutral. It's an inclusiveness thing. Honestly, I don't know much about any of it, really. Well, I'm trying to explain it peanut butter and jelly style, like all the way from the beginning. So if you have questions, that might make it easier for me to know which way to go with it. So like gender neutral? Mm Mm-hmm. That's the they, them kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Not specifically he or she. Mm-mm. So what is pansexual? Okay, so the gender and sex are two different things, right? It's all very strange at this point. Who you are versus who you like. So gender is who you are and sexuality is who you like. So pansexual would be, I can't tell you that I'm straight, gay, lesbian, whatever, because I identify as a woman today and a man tomorrow. 
So they, they kind of, they're not exactly the same thing, but they're very much lumped. So would the sexual orientation change as well? Well, if you're a man who likes men one day, then you're gay. But if you're a woman who likes men the next day, you're straight. Right, but will you always like men? It depends. Or does it? Generally, okay. it's, um, so there's also, um, so this is part of the gender fluid thing too. Because that, that was going to be my next question, was gender fluid then? Yeah, so it's really muddy water, and I think that's why so many people are on this, just ask about pronouns at mm. this point, like if you're not There's sure. a lot. Yeah, and, and, and most of the time, that's why they, them, that's why I keep using that, because it's, like, that's the one. If you're not sure, and you don't want to be rude, yeah, just go with they, them. Can I help them with anything? It's strange, but... It's a strange time we live in. I find myself correcting myself to do the same. Like I try to say they, them all the time, but sometimes I'll slip. I mean, my opinion, your triggers are your problem. If it triggers you going into a place where people are going to call you the wrong thing, I mean, I'm sorry, you're evolving faster than the world. It would be nice if everybody was super enlightened and awake right now. That's kind of the point of this whole thing. But we're not there yet. So your triggers are your problem. You don't like gunshots, stay out of Compton. So them, they. I hate to say it's us versus them, but like they've literally just established that they're them. They're cool with it. So I think the next generation's actually better than we are. If it wasn't for this rampant, air quoting capitalism here, if the kids could just connect and create in a virtual world, like just with each other, it would probably be a pretty nice place. Strange and chaotic, I guarantee it. But mm. it's when you start adding the the corporate manipulation, the government manipulation, the parental manipulation, the whatever, you start adding the manipulation to it. Because, well, we want them to learn while well, they're having fun. I mean, they are learning. Let them create how they create. And I'm not saying that every kid should just be plugged in, but that's the world we've created for them. It's just getting worse. At this point, I don't know how we're even going to make it better. Do we try to cancel culture the the future? Because obviously we're going to continue to grow more and more technology dependent. Wait until their job is mining, but they, they literally just go log in to a mining suit, drone, four hours a day, eight hours a day, whatever. Who gives a shit? Then they'll autopilot those things. And the kids will literally just surrogate. Probably never leave their house. I'm going to bring some uh, movie references. Seems like we're going towards idiocracy. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Honestly. Then after that, it's going to be eventually Wally. Mm. Everybody's just flying around in their recliners with the screen in their face, and that's it. We're already almost there. Except for Wally, they left the planet, right? Yeah. I mean, it's full of trash they had to. There's a trash island, it's like the size of Minnesota. Which is not a, lot a small of plastic, state. fishing nets, everything. It's the size of Minnesota. The, the flushable wipes. Mm-hmm. Air quote on the flushable wipes. Yeah, you can flush them, but it's terrible for everything. I mean, everything is terrible for everything. Yes. But yeah, I think with Wally, they left the planet because they, it was just all trash. There's no room mm-hmm. for people anymore. So they just fly around their spaceships and I guess it's dump trash on other planets or in stars or whatever. Makes sense. That's all we're really good for. Consuming. Consuming. (laughs) I mean, that's what makes America the greatest country on the planet now. Our incredible rate of consumption and our vast reserves we've built up over the last 200 years or so. We're quickly running out. You remember the last time the housing market popped? Do you remember how they saved us? Social Security. They pulled how many hundreds of billions of dollars out of Social Security? Well, didn't they call them loans or something like that? Yeah. Has it been paid back yet? I doubt it. (laughs) No, I guarantee that's it. Probably can't afford to pay it back. Um, Yeah, no, they can't. That's what I'm saying. So, America literally cashed in its retirement fund a decade ago for the problems that we're now building even worse than the last time. 2011... If you wanted to take $5,000 cash to Florida, you could buy a million-dollar home, but you weren't going to have any neighbors because there were hundreds of them that nobody bought. 
because nobody had any money. Four million dollar houses. It's crazy. Um, saw a TikTok earlier today where somebody out in California, I think it might have been in the LA area, I'm not sure, but they showed the most expensive house that they had sold that day. I assume they're a real estate agent. And the least expensive house they sold that day. The most ex- expensive one was like $2.75 million. And there's this nice house over with a pool. Every direction is a view. It's on the beach. It's really nice. And then the $500,000 one was the cheapest one of the day. It was a thousand square foot house. Bars on the windows and door. It was the equivalent of what in our area I'd call a crack house for $500,000. Yeah. That would probably go for 50000 here, maybe. It'd go for more than that right now. Probably. The entire, the entire country's housing market's jacked like a bubble. Just waiting for it to go. Well, that one's tied into all the rest of them. Like when people realize these cryptos are worthless. I mean, you'd think people would get the idea when these different cryptocurrencies get hacked and they lose millions of dollars. Supposedly. Supposedly. Because that's what people are willing to pay. So. Dude, I mean, it's the gold rush. Remember the 90s? It's not that hard to hack it, though. No, I mean, like, Enron and... Yeah. So the perks of crypto for the average person when it first started was, like, complete anonymity. Nobody knew who you were. Now, you have to log in with 14 different chip scanners to even access your wallet. Mm-hmm. It's not true, but they're a pain in the ass to get to. Yeah. And you got to verify a bunch of information. So now they're taxable, trackable. I mean, they're not cryptos. Mm-hmm. They're just, they, they need to stop calling them cryptos. They're digital currencies. But they call it crypto because that makes everybody think of Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin's a different animal. Ethereum had a good run as being like it was the first one behind Bitcoin. But yeah, other Which, than that, everything's a joke. Like uh, Elon Musk was accepting Bitcoin for the vehicles. Mm-hmm. But apparently he got upset about something, decided yeah. that he won't take Bitcoin anymore, but he takes Ethereum. Is that right? Ethereum? I want to say it's because Bitcoin's so heavily government regulated now. Yeah. Like it wasn't supposed to be. In Ethereum, it was just the runner-up, the first guy to come in behind the real Bitcoin. I mean, it's crazy the impact that that had on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It dropped quite a bit. I don't know what a Bitcoin's even worth right now. I don't really. Probably like. They were up for about forty thousand. It's funny, Bitcoins. Like you know where those came from. I think I've explained that. Like they didn't have to create a market for Bitcoin. Bitcoin was its own thing. So Ethereum came out and released so many coins and sold them, like all of the new ones do. So basically they set their upper price right from the start. SafeMoon released 4 trillion coins on launch. That means if every one of those were to make it to a dollar, SafeMoon would be worth 4 trillion dollars. Do you know what kind of country's economy could support that? There isn't one. It would take a global economy. That's just for these things to get to $1. You're planning on spending 50 bucks when they're high? And like, there's there's no way. You can hope they make it to a penny. Well, imagine if it did go high like that and everybody it wanted won't. to cash out. No, it won't. It won't. Never will. But then everybody wants to cash out and get their money. There isn't enough money to support it. Exactly. They would never make it to a dollar. Hmm. Like... It could, I guess, technically, because they are digital. There doesn't have to be anything actually backing it. They well, can yeah, just if everybody goes to cash it in, though, they're going to want their money. Yeah, but... But there isn't any so, money. So that's how the bubble pops. The only money that they have is the money that they put into it. And it's not going to cover... Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a big mess. Yeah. But uh, Bitcoin was up until, like, the 60s back in November, October of last year. Currently, it's at about 45000 ridiculous I want to say I mined some of those in high school couldn't yeah. promise you that it was a weird couple of years taking the IT classes yeah wish I would have mined a couple thousand dollars worth of bitcoin back then mm. and still had it saved somewhere be the next bitcoin billionaire everybody's ditching the uh, 
crypto for the NFTs now. <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that's my point proven. Like this yeah. this feels like the beginning of a video game <laughs> written by the cruelest son of a bitch on the planet. It's tragic, beautiful, chaotic. Who would have thought? I got distracted. Where were we at? Them they. Them they. Which obviously that's a complicated goes subject. Goes right into Bitcoin and NFTs. Yeah. It is a complicated subject, though. Yeah, I don't know if I explained it or not. Somebody will have questions, I hope. We'll come back to this one at some point. Because yeah. I'm sure I didn't explain it anywhere near well enough. Like I said, I don't completely understand it myself yet, so... I mean, I don't either, but I don't really have any questions about it. You just tell me what your preference is, and there we go. Sort of, Yeah. Um, I think the thing is... I don't is, have any problems with it. I'm not against it. I don't... It's... I think the thing is, as long as you use the them-they pronouns, you're doing it right. Yeah, you're usually covered. And then I guess people such as myself, I'm probably not going to say anything because I really don't care what you call me. Hmm. But if you ask, I would say I, I, I'm going with his, yeah. him. Well, I'm sure him. there are some people that feel strongly about it. Like if you were male at one point but you've decided to live your life as a woman you're going to want to be a she so if you, even if you say them they might be upset and be like is she yeah and I mean vice versa. I would hope the trans community would understand this like I mean with everything so else it depends it. on who you talk to for yeah. the most part I mean they're great people they they want to be asked these questions they want to educate people they want to get rid of any of the stigmas associated with it on a good day yeah. On a bad day, they'd probably rather be left the hell alone. So use your best judgment before approaching trans people and asking questions. Yeah, I mean, if it's like a pride parade or something like that, oh, go yeah. for it. But if it's just walking down the street and you want to be like, hey, that might be a little questionable. Yeah. It's a friend of yours, go for it. If Maybe. you know the person, you know, have some kind of foundation to stand on. Out of the blue, maybe not so much. I'm a people person. Like I am not. I'm usually pretty good about approaching things pretty lightly. I wouldn't run in and say, hey, are those real? <laughs> Maybe start with a hello. Hmm. How are you today? Are those real? <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, Let third. me poke one. At least no. third. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there should be some kind of... Report. I don't want to say relationship, but yeah, report something. Yeah, you should probably start a normal conversation before getting into a weird one. And that's pretty good rule of thumb, I think. Mm-hmm. Say hello before the crazy comes out. Yeah. If you can. Or even just ask if they're comfortable with answering some questions. Yeah, and take no for an answer. Definitely. Especially if they start with an, I don't know. Just say, all right. But at you. that point, you're like, all right, yeah. don't worry about it. We're good. Yeah. Don't feel like you're entitled to anything from anybody. Because you're not. Some people like deep questions. Sometimes. Don't find the people that don't when they don't. I mean, educating people are important, but if you had a shit day, you don't want to talk about much of anything. In my experience, anyway. That's the cool part about the gender neutral thing. When you're gender blind, you don't even really... Like, you notice, hey, they have pretty hair. Yeah. Not, hey, why does that guy have such long, pretty hair? It's harder for us as older people. Our generations, yeah. The, uh... Hey, dude. How's it going? Everybody's dude. Male, female, everybody. But it's a masculine word. So somebody might be offended by it. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, once again, your triggers are your problem. Yeah. If you're offended by a dude, I'd hate it. I mean, correct it, sure. If if you don't want to be called dude, be like... I'm still probably going to call you dude. It's going to happen. I get it. Like, if... I'm there sorry, are, but there are some certain ones, yeah. but I'm generally pretty cautious about that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's going to slip. I mean, you've spent most, if not all of your life using this kind of verbiage and vernacular. It's going to slip every now and again. Yeah. It's not malicious in any way. Shit happens. Shit definitely happens. How about illusions into something fun? Minor magic category for tonight. So, an illusion is not exactly magic, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it. Sleight of hand. So, whether it's a magic or illusion is whether or not you're smart enough to catch the trick. Hmm. I don't know how many of them I should ruin for you. I'm not a professional magician, so I guess if I can ruin it, it wasn't that good of a trick. 
Um, most of them, if you're not watching it live, it's just faked flat out for TV. Mm-hmm. Sorry, David Blaine in the 90s. How did he make the island that he didn't? The, the TV camera did. Yeah. Green screens. Awesome. I mean, we've all seen Hollywood movies. You think anybody can't spend $50 million and produce something three hours long that looks really convincing? Like, well, these days it's probably a little bit more than that. No, not really. Movies still cost about the same as what they did in the 90s. It's getting so much easier to you do. You want the good effects, though. $200 million? I mean, well, that's a, that's Avatar. A has, has Avatar even been beat yet? That was 10 that years was ago. such a good movie. 15 years ago. Man, I remember watching that 3D in the IMAX. It blew my mind. Yeah. That was a beautiful movie. I mean, it was basically Pocahontas recycled. With giant blue people. Yeah. Everything's recycled, man. Oh, yeah. Robbers. But, I mean, I didn't go to see that movie for the story. Mm. I was there to see the visual effects and the audio and the whole experience, which was great. It's a great illusion. Yeah, so TV illusions are TV illusions. Mm -hmm. Consider them the same as like a full production Hollywood movie. In person, a magician, air quotes, they're usually just really practiced at a few certain things. Mm -hmm. Like Generally, they're really nimble-handed, and they, they can do things. Once you shuffle the deck of cards so many hundreds of thousands of times, you get really good at it. They can start putting cards exactly where they want them and stuff. Practice makes perfect on those. If you're talking something more advanced than like a card trick, there's always a trick to it. Smoke and mirrors. So that was the thing that made Houdini so awesome. Like, that dude's tricks were crazy. Hmm. He hit a key under his skin one time. Yeah, he went to extremes. They locked him in a tank and then left him. He just popped. I I wasn't there for this, so I can't promise. But apparently, big ass skeleton key just right out from under. Like, split his own skin. Sounds unpleasant and unsanitary. Yeah. Houdini was uh, definitely an entertainer. Addicted to the thrill of crazy shit in front of people. Had to be. To go to the extremes that he did. Yeah. And then, of course, it kills him in the end. Yeah, he got punched to death. Apparently, he was having a bout of appendicitis. So, he, he used to do this iron gut thing where he would let people punch him. So, this kid wanted to punch him. Ruptured his appendix and killed him. They'll do it. Egos, man. It's one way to have an ego death. With an exploded appendix. He died doing what he loved. Illusions. The illusion that he was immortal. Fuck around, find out. Yep. Play stupid games. Win stupid prizes. Um, so most of the cool magic tricks, like the sawing people in half and stuff, those are just really, really expensive, pre-staged. It's like sawing somebody in half. There are two girls... There's one already preloaded in the thingy. So, like, as the other one crawls in, she just folds herself in half, sticks her head out, lays there in the fetal position on her back, makes her head look like it. Chicken, the other one's laying there with her feet sticking out. Mm-hmm. She kicks them around a little bit. They saw them in half, pull it. Yep. Ooh, yay. Wow. Yeah. So, I guess we could go into the actual magic of illusion. What, like, casting an illusion? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So, preparation for magic is pretty important. Right. What are you trying to hide, I guess would be my question. I will try to help you with some magic. You're trying to hide, like, a rock? Bury it. Illusion level 1000, especially if you put the grass back. Trying to hide something bigger than that, like yourself, maybe. Well, what are you doing? Just sitting in the woods? Get a ghillie suit. No. If you're walking through the woods in a ghillie suit, that's probably going to draw more attention. You might get shot as a Sasquatch. So let's say I'm trying to blend into a crowd. I do occasionally actively think about just be hidden. Like you're normal. Just stand here normally like a normal person. That's what I do. And apparently it works. Yeah, just stand there on your phone. You're pretty much invisible. Mm-hmm. A phone and a cigarette, man. Mm-hmm. That used to be my magic trick when I worked retail. I'm going to go smoke. Mm-hmm. Don't bother me for the next five minutes. Fortune telling and divination. Those are fun. Um, tarot counts. I think we've kicked that horse a few times. Um, what about so, like bones and runes? So, so just different strokes for different folks? Yeah, I think so. Similar to tarot, just a different catalyst, I guess? 
So I think it's all what you're taught and what you're comfortable with. Like different magics make sense to different people. Some people there's probably like tarot can be overwhelming. There's so many different connections to make, so many options. Whereas like literally six or eight bones in a bag. Yeah, there's an infinite number of ways they can fall, but you only have to remember six or eight bones. Mm-hmm. Or whatever you put in your, your bag. I want to say some people put like little pieces of copper and there are different things, not just bones in those. But yeah, where they fall in relation all means something. I have no idea how to read them. Gazing balls are fun. Hmm. Like crystal gazing. Those, I've never had an experience, but I haven't really played with one. But supposedly, I guess if you stare into the middle of it, it'll start to guide your third eye in directions. So your third eye, it's your imagination. When you close your eyes and think about things, if you see a little little movie screen or you can Mm -hmm. see the stuff in your head, this is what we're talking about, the third eye. So basically, as you're daydreaming, staring at a crystal ball, it will supposedly help open your third eye, make it a little easier to guide where you want it to go. Well, you said it was part of your imagination, so you're just imagining things? and Yes. Okay. So, so is that divination or is that your imagination? Depends. Okay, so I'll just talk about my own. Like my imagination usually goes where I want it to. Sometimes, in like the trance-like state when I read tarot or the lucid state before bed, that kind of goes where it wants. Like my imagination runs away. So can I somewhat guide it if I have a strong enough motivation to do that? Usually I just let it run because it's interesting. If you could keep it focused to a single person, I think that would be sort of like the fortune telling. That's that's what I do with tarot. Like, I usually don't care. I just let my, my meat suit do the talking and my brain do the wondering. So, like, I can never remember what I tell people in a tarot because it doesn't go to that portion of my brain. It's just yeah. full-on conduit thing, fortune-telling. It might be fun to do one for fucking Tuesday sometime. You mean, like, do one live? Yeah. For Probably who? not live, but for the podcast. Yeah. Well... <laughs> But who's going to let me read their tarot and everybody listen to it? Because sometimes these yeah, things get weird. Yeah, it has to go through an editor, so... Dude, usually tarot readings get weird. Like, you got to be a pretty normal person to have a normal tarot reading. Mine didn't really get weird, but it was very vague. Like, I didn't come in with a specific I guess question I'll... or anything like that. Next Tuesday, if we don't have a special guest, I'll read your tarot for you. You can edit whatever you want out of it. Um, Divination. So there's a bunch of forms of this, like reading tea tea leaves. Mm. So, I mean, it's still all that intuition thing. I think that's why I like tarot, because I'm still learning to trust my intuition. So, like, with tea, you have to be very confident that you know what you're doing. Yeah, it seems like that would rely on perspective a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like an ink block test. One Rorschach. person sees a butterfly, another person sees two people kissing or facing each other or something like that. It's Mm -hmm. perspective. Everything's about perspective always. Good, bad, evil, ugly. So where are you looking? Seems like the type of person you are would have a big impact on your perspective. Yeah. What's the difference between fortune telling and divination? So fortune telling is generally more the freak show aspect of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Divination would be what your what your practitioners call it. So I guess it's that perspective thing again. Somebody who actually believes in it's going to call it divination. Divination, yeah. Or some ra- random person walking around a festival or something and sees a tent that says palm reading or fortune telling. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I'm not even saying fortune tellers like, but they're going to be generally. They're trying to make fifteen bucks a head and yeah. a bunch of people come. That's through. more for the people coming in to see something than someone seeking divination. Yeah. Maybe fortune tellings for the everyman, divinations for rich people. People who have the luxury of calling it something cool. It's funny that it's fortune telling for the cheap people. Yeah. Did um, you get your fortune told at the fair? No, but I got divination. I was that, divined. Would it be a divination or <laughs> I was divined? Yeah. That's really what they call it, divining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that. That's interesting. So, dousing rods were 
people supposedly can find a water spring or well underground just by walking around with two sticks until they cross or tug or yeah. whatever. So, are you familiar with the pendulum? I mean, like in a clock? Mm, yes, but no. Um, it's another form of trendy magic at the moment. Like, you can answer yes or no questions with a pendulum. The trick is you're supposed to not move it. It's swinging, it's spinning, and it's, there's just a few answers it can give you. But So it's like a basic Ouija, kind of? Sort of, yeah. yeah. I've heard of, uh, I think a lot of mediums do it, like they'll just kind of scribble. Rewrite. Or write, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even just close their eyes and let the writing utensil do what it does. Mm-hmm. So, I free write pretty regularly. Like, actually, most of my writing is just, you've read enough of it at this point, whatever mm-hmm. comes through my brain comes through my fingers. Mm-hmm. So I can I can understand that free writing thing. It's funny enough, most of my books, like, they're all, if they're not currently happening, they will be soon, in my opinion. So, call it fiction if you want, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if I was really having a conversation with a omnipotent super powerful artificial intelligence very soon the hive mind that was part of the them they thing though like their generation mm-hmm. is starting their i say there there's a bunch of generations doing it now they're all merging seamlessly mm-hmm. with the ai they're not yeah. afraid of it they were born in it whereas us older people don't trust it but mm-hmm. it's the future unless i don't like it mm-hmm puts too much of your own personal shit out for everybody to see. It doesn't have to. I mean, the children don't care. They they were born into it. I mean, even if you choose not to share it, most of the time it's there in the cloud or something like that. And then some huge hack comes out and everybody gets exposed. So the thing saving most people right now is if you don't piss off an active hacker, your information is so deep, deeply buried... That's what all the, you know, the people claiming to be trying to get a hold of you about your car's extended warranty. They just want to ask you enough questions that they can guess your email and password. Once they get into your stuff, then they go find the things. You don't reply to those emails. Even replying to say, don't don't send me emails anymore. That's all they need. Text messages. Yeah. Just block it and erase it. Yeah. See, I like to answer all the random phone calls. I'm getting pretty good at messing with telemarketers, though. We're going to call this segment Pop Music. Ulterior Motives for Writing? Performing? I had a fancy name for it, but I forgot. I never actually wrote it on the whiteboard. So, pop music, what they actually mean? Okay, so, Leonard Skinner's famous Sweet Home Alabama. I'm not sure if that's what you were expecting when I said pop music, but here we are 40 years after it was written, 50 years after it was written, and it's still incredibly popular. Catchy tune. Yes, sorta. I mean, I've been listening to this song my entire life, like everyone my age, and I mean... It was never a genre I was really into, so I'm not that familiar with it other than the, well, the chorus, obviously. Who doesn't know the chorus? Yeah. So, I'm assuming the beginning of this was... Neil Young said something about either the southern states or Alabama specifically that Van Zant didn't like. So in Birmingham, they love the governor. I haven't looked into the, the governor of Birmingham, the governor of Alabama. Um, they seem to, uh, are they implying that the governor had something to do with Watergate? I mean, I would think so. The more I think about this one, the more I think maybe we should stay away from this one. I'm going to be on a plane pretty soon. (laughs) That's true. Watergate was so long ago, I don't really think it matters. It's been covered and rehashed so many times and referenced and everything. So Hillary Clinton's first case, when she first came out of law school, it's Watergate. I did not know that. I don't know a whole lot about Watergate. Other than some people broke into a government facility or something and stole a bunch of records. Or secret documents. So, Nixon was recording everything. And during a few certain interviews, it was redacted. That's why he never actually got brought on trial. Like, he just resigned 
and they couldn't find he he got rid of the information mm-hmm. so that watergate stuff was like all involved in the cover-up of something so i don't know if hillary clinton was actually involved in the watergate scandal or not i don't know if anybody knows everything about that anymore apparently leonard skinner knew something about it it's crazy ago. i mean i've heard this song a lot again not i mean it's still hugely popular so you can hear it quite a bit but I never paid attention to it, and I never would have guessed that it referenced Watergate in any way, even though it's obviously talking about it. So the summarization of the Watergate scandal. The metonym Watergate came to encompass an array of clandestine and often illegal activities undertaken by members of the Nixon administration, including bugging the offices of political opponents and people of whom Nixon or his officials were suspicious, ordering investigations of activist groups and political figures, So basically, illegal wiretaps and things, which is, you know, violation of your human rights, except for not when it's the U.S. government. They can do what they want. Mm -hmm. That's what they keep telling me. So some of the information that I've seen says that the song was written as an answer to the song Southern Man and Alabama by Neil Young, who wrote them about the racism and slavery in the South. Hmm. Uh, this track was an anthem for the state of Alabama, and it's often played during sport events there. Neil Young later stated in his autobiography, Waging Heavy Peace, My own song, Alabama, richly deserved the shot Leonard Skinner gave me with their great record. I don't like my words when I listen to it. They are accusatory and condescending, not fully thought out, and too easy to misconstrue. These lyrics contain a reference to the studio musicians at Muscle Shoals Sound Studios, where Leonard Skinner recorded in 1970-72. Neil Young performed this at a memorial to the three members of Leonard Skinner, which died in a plane crash in 1977. Doesn't say anything about the Watergate reference. But it's just some lyrics website, so... Yeah. They probably don't really care about government conspiracies and whatnot. It's all the aliens. I don't think anybody cares about government conspiracies anymore. Like, everybody's just cool with it. It'll come out or it won't. Yeah. Obviously, it's there. 25 or 6 to 4. That's a really fun one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sounds like to... somebody put a wookie in the garbage disposal. You're grounded. Why? Because you don't think it sounds like... What was it? Chewbacca in the garbage Chewbacca disposal? Chewbacca taking a shit. I miss Tourette's, man. Gone too soon. Yeah. That had to be over the top. Like, there was no way he was really like that all the time. Probably not, but I'm sure... I mean, Tourette's is an interesting thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think... Certainly, back in my day... (laughs) I mean, just thought people would we're just screaming random swear words and such but there's a lot more to it than that so most Tourette's only only at its very worst are they're actually screaming cuss words like you're talking so there's a lot of social anxiety involved with it Mm -hmm. so the worse it gets the worse it gets yeah and like especially if there's people around if if they can go and be loud and do what they need to do and get it out of their system and then like calm down Mm -hmm. generally it gets much better but like just walking around not gonna say there aren't some extreme cases, but most of the time at home alone, like there's just a few ticks, mm-hmm. making go pretty pretty normal about life. Yeah, there's someone who streams on Twitch, I believe, and uh, they're on TikTok too. It's really interesting seeing that and them talking about the different ticks and things, and they even presented an award at a I don't remember if it was a streamy or something like that. But it was, I don't know, I don't want to say amusing because I don't want to make light of Tourette's or anything like that. But they're up on stage announcing this award and the people who are up for it in the winter, like the whole time there, they do like little whistles and pop noises and of course very inappropriate things, which a lot of people think is funny. Very funny. Like fart noises. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for laughing about it though. Well, it's funny. It's it, it it feels like it's being laughed at instead of laughed with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those self-correcting things, mm. like for like a really extreme form of ADHD. 
like when I get nervous, my knee starts bouncing, my hand starts shaking. I don't think I make noises or anything, but it wouldn't surprise me if one day I do have one of those mental snaps. Start just clucking and chirping and shit. But yeah, when you when you start to get paranoid about am I being weird, then you start being weird. Yeah. I would definitely like to talk to somebody with Tourette's though. Maybe this will piss somebody off enough that they call us. Maybe. I don't I don't think I know anybody that has Tourette's. I think I've met a few people with undiagnosed, very minor versions of it. I knew somebody in high school that would go into the store and just start screaming random, horrible things. And then the people working there obviously want them out of the store because, you know. Screaming. Uh, yeah. Profanity. Yeah. Other customers don't appreciate that, I guess. So they'll be like, here, just free t-shirt, just get out. Have a nice night. Yeah, pretty much. But he didn't have Tourette's. It's kind of fucked up. It's kind of funny, though. Well, yeah. I, that pretty much sums up the 90s. <laughs> kind of fucked up. Pretty funny. Pretty funny, yeah. Great music. Okay, so Ouija board is the thing. I mean, could that be considered a form of divination? Yeah, speaking yeah. boards. Ouija boards used to be part of like a seance. Mm-hmm. Mediums and, and whatnot. Yeah, so one of the media for a medium is a Ouija board. Tarot cards, palm reading, crystal balls, uh, tea reading. Okay, so like with a seance and a Ouija, contacting particular people. So the goal here with the seance would be you get some of the closest people to that person, which obviously is why they're trying to contact them. Mm-hmm. A lot of times seances would be for like obviously well-to-do people. You're going to pay a medium a shit ton of money to either come to your house or you're going to go to theirs. You're going to take a bunch of people you know. You're going to take some items from the, the beloved. And then you're going to try to set the environment so that if there's any possible way to get that spirit back over here, you're going to have a cleansed, welcoming room and a bunch of things that are hopefully linked to that person. So you can ask Mima where she hid her good jewelry. Maybe. Or maybe what you should do in a business matter. Or... Closure. Closure would be, yeah. And then, I mean, you're talking people with abundant fortunes. They have the means to spend. So even if it is just a, a, a closure... Hang on, Chewbacca's in the pipes again. Even if it is just somebody, like... I hope the mic's not picking that up. I guarantee it is. Fart noises. Something going on with the pipes here, man. I don't know if it's city side or in the house. Slow drain or something. So Ouija boarding particular people. I don't know what else to say about that one. Well, a lot of this stuff... So, I grew up in a religious household. Mm-hmm. Started off in the Baptist church and then went to a Christian church. So, basically, most of my life I was brought up Christian. Ouija boards... Or the devil. Yes. Yeah. Demonic. Mm-hmm. That's... Like, just flat out evil. So, they're very Gnostic, right? It's a tool you can use to see things. So, as far as Christianity is concerned, that would be a tool of the devil. Yeah. Right. Of Lucifer herself. Not in a bad way. Like, I'm yeah. actually a huge fan of the devil. Shouldn't say that, probably. Not Satanist. Fallen angel? Yeah, sort of. Lucifer? I mean, she fell to save mankind. Original. I mean, most angels are considered uh, genderless, aren't they? I mean, they're like us. As far as the description of the Bible goes, aren't they just... Which one? That's fair, yeah. No, it was different for a different... So the higher the higher cast, I don't even think they have. I think it was the archangels that were like scary. Yes. Yeah, so, like the Bible, exp- I don't even remember. It might be Dead Sea Scrolls stuff. It depends mm-hmm. on which version of the Bible you're reading. Mm-hmm. But so the the highest choir of angels, the first angel was Lucifer, and then there were archangels behind that. So the higher up each choir you get, the weirder they are, the scarier they are, the more powerful they are. So. I want to say the the highest ones were like just concentric rings with eyeballs and wings. Like there was no body. As far as what we would perceive as a body. Yeah. Fifth dimensional? Possibly. Cosmic donut shit. Yeah. 
like they don't need three-dimensional bodies anymore so which would be incomprehensible to us since we're three-dimensional yeah sort of i mean we're fifth dimensional we just don't really we're very low end fifth dimensional like as low as it gets to the point where we're still stuck in this 3d world riding the fence then yeah i think so like it's just a consciousness shift as soon as the the upper mind realizes it can live without the the physical body humans have been playing with this for a while though they play with everything you seen that movie the men who stare at goats no with Clooney no I know what you're talking about it looks hilarious but I haven't seen it so that one was the new earth army right which is actually the movie as far as I'm aware everything in it is is fact Mm -hmm. it's all unclassified documents that they really did release the video of the guy that Clooney plays in the movie Mm -hmm. he stared at a goat for like 20 minutes and it died like they brought it in for this specific reason of him staring at it to kill it it was healthy. They, there was no tricks. I mean, they were like, this was the whole point of the thing. Right. Was to see if he could do it. And he did it. They, um, some, I want to say, like Saudi, somewhere in the Middle East, one of our ambassadors got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. They tried to ransom him. So these New Earth Army psychics, it's psychics employed by the United States government, they, whatever they did, they gave him a coordinate out into the middle of the desert to some random little village to a certain house when special operations showed up at this random coordinate guess who they found the ambassador in the middle of nowhere i don't know how they did it power of intent maybe i mean if it wasn't true psychic ability Mm -hmm. i have no idea how they did it yeah so could it have been a government cover-up yeah but the unexplainable is so irritating. I mean, I kind of enjoy it. So anyway, the whole reason I brought this up was a bunch of these guys. Like, one of their tests, they all so thoroughly believed in this that they thought if they could ever get to the point where they believed in it enough, they could run through a wall. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's hilarious because three or four times in the movie, Clooney just stands up and takes off and smacks into a wall. <laughs> and then he's like, well... All right. Didn't believe it. Like knocks himself clean out. But once again, these are guys that are like actually doing psychic things. There are results to their crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna see if that's streaming anywhere and watch it. It's, it's really stupid. Like I know exactly what you're talking about, but yeah, I I mean, never think about it. All those documents are unclassified now, so like you can go look up any of that stuff you want. MK Ultra. God, there's a bunch of them. All the UFO stuff recently. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, recently, it's been the past few years. years, yeah. It's been a weird couple of years, though. To say the least. 2022 was two years ago. No, 2020 was two years ago. There's there too many go. twos. Fucking Tuesdays, man. Right. God, 2022 was a shit year. It's only... Somebody was trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, it's been a wild one. Seances are fun, though. We could do that sometime. Again... My Christian upbringing. Yeah. I cringe at the thought. Of a seance? Yeah. Hmm. It's, I don't want to say scary, but it's sketchy. So you're saying you don't want to go to the abandoned church with me? To do a seance, no. You want to just go to the abandoned? To go check it out. You realize that on the level. some cool pictures, man. You're not allowed to take any phones or anything. All right. You realize on the level of like sketchy devil magic. Abandoned churches are up there. Ouija's a two. Like, obviously, intent is involved. If you right. go playing with a Ouija with the intent of summoning Satan, I don't know See, what's going to come that's to an it. issue. See, I wouldn't be going with the intent of any Christianity. I have no idea what I would expect to talk to me through a Ouija board. But you're opening yourself up to whatever might... Yeah, so Ouija boards have, have a thing at the bottom that says goodbye, right? Yeah. One of the first rules is every time you're done playing... With you it, say goodbye. You say goodbye and you remove the plane shit from the board. Yeah. I don't do that because I don't give two shits. Maybe I hope you can I take hope something it. home, though. I don't. Bring it. Mm. Please, show me the things. Like, that's the part that sketches me out the most. Is you're opening yourself up to whatever. And it's so not always good things. Okay, most things 
like fifth dimensional beings if if something you attract has the power to destroy you it's probably going to do so the things that you're going to pick up with a Ouija board are I'm not concerned personally I'm not saying yeah maybe that's the disclaimer you've been wanting hmm. if you're not a wizard don't fuck with things without protections maybe maybe call a wizard first it's actually the opening to book three funny enough um yeah, otherwise, go play, go play in an abandoned church sometime. See what happens. Man, I really want to go do that soon. Well, if you're planning on doing a seance or something like that, I'm out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that, yeah. I don't think that would be a very good idea. I mean, why was the church abandoned? It's just nobody came, so they closed the church? Basically. People moved on to a bigger town? Tiny, tiny town. And then, like... So, would the property no longer be considered sacred then that's that's kind of the fun part like so the thing that keeps consecrated ground consecrated is the belief of like so when you let a graveyard that weekly service when you let a graveyard grow up mm-hmm. and like nobody takes care of it it becomes almost desecrated ground mm-hmm. like it yeah. literally flips from consecrated to desecrated yeah so like without the the faith, the it takes the people believing to keep it safe. Right. And when when the belief dies, I don't know. So I think a lot so of times they do extra, flip. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's attracted to well, attractive to mm-hmm. I guess it's evil fa- things. Fallen, dark things. Maybe. Yeah. And that that would be my goal. Because once again it's all relative. It's all about perspective. See, that's my fear, man. Because mm-hmm. things get attached to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll help you. I'll smudge you. It'll be fine. I'm a married man. You can't be smudging me. A lot of dude to smudge. <laughs> Death by smudge, smudge. We'll go find some sage or rosemary or... Make some bon-ass breakfast sausage. Mm-hmm. If you've not had breakfast sausage with sage and rosemary, you're missing out. Sorry. Distracted by food. Yeah. I can't help it. I'm fat. So you know there's a whole list of rules about going in abandoned churches? I'm sure. Like, so imagine you go in there and you find somebody. Guess who it is? Yeah, exactly. Um, You're never supposed to take anything. Like, let's say you find something really cool laying up on the altar. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. I think we talked about that a little bit last time with, Um, with Dave. Yeah. If you ever... Like when you leave, if you forgot something, you just leave it's it. Tough shit. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It belongs to the church now. Yeah. It'll be there as bait for the next guy who comes in. Mm. Circle. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to it. Like, I don't know what, what kind of creepy shit will happen, but I'm going to try to do that this weekend. I'm going to be out of town. Good. Maybe I'll go alone. I think you're supposed to go alone to meet the devil. Probably. It's either this or The Crossroads. You should watch Supernatural. I think you'd enjoy that show. I watched an episode or two. It seemed pretty good. The episode where Chuck comes in. Some of my favorite episodes. Oh, God. Like the end of the show when Chuck's back in. Well, I don't give spoilers or anything yeah. like that. But there's like things that happen that are. You just. So I really like so the idea up. of Chuck. Spoiler alert. Um, he's God. Mm-hmm. But he's an author. Mm hmm. So the cool part is like he's not actually he's he's God in the same way Stephen King is for his worlds, mm-hmm. except for the thing that makes Chuck special is whatever he writes happens in yep. this world, not in that world. But okay, so that's kind of the thing. Like I think God maybe at least the Christian version of him might be in the authors and the artists of a civilization. That leads me into another fun point. As it is written, so shall it be. Maybe a whiteboard topic for next week. And it's gone. Quick as that. There you go. There you go. This is why nothing ever makes it to the whiteboard. Somebody didn't want you to talk about it. Yeah. Feels like that about a lot of stuff lately. Maybe if I sit here long enough, it'll come back. Maybe. Oh, it did. Um, so I'm pretty sure you've heard that your perception creates reality thing. Mm-hmm. So imagine if that's a literal, the perception of a human creates 
the reality around you. So the closer you are to large groups of people, the more real things are. The farther out on the fringes you get, maybe the closer to alternate reality type stuff. So like if you've ever been alone in the deep woods, you're just going to see creepy shit. Did we talk? Now are you seeing creepy shit or are things that have always been there? I mean, like showing themselves basically since there's just some random fucker out in the woods walking around. Could be. So that they get caught with their pants pants down. Maybe. I don't like know. Like Bigfoot's out there trying to take a shit and all of a sudden some dude's walking through to his deer stand. So I've been trying to find the thin spots between reality, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is maybe where it is. The farther away from people, the closer you are to the edge of reality. There are some places where reality, well, the physics seem broken. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I can't remember what they're called, but there's certain points. Like you can, water will run uphill. Weird things like that. Yeah. So. I can't that, remember what they're called. That grave. Like where there are things happening with no, you can't really science them. Mm-hmm. That, that grave I was talking about last week. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. That's one of them. No obvious reason why it should be the way it is, but it is. Which is strange cars rolling uphill and things yeah so the car that rolls up the hill that one i guess it's just a really strange hill Mm -hmm. like where it looks like it's rolling uphill but it's not yeah the water running backward i don't i don't know about that one i'd like to go find one of those thin spots and jump through like yeah that'd be that'd be interesting maybe gambling does it get better or does it get worse I say it depends on where you cross, I guess. Hopefully you can get a feel for what's on the other side before you step through. Probably not. Odds are they would be able to come back. There wouldn't even actually be a door. Would you be leaving or switching places? Mm-hmm. With yourself on the other side? Depends. There's too many unknowns in that still. What did Stephen King call them? Tan- tantines? Tatines? Dude with the bird head. Mm-hmm. The ones that just came wandering through the thinnies. Something like that, wasn't it? I don't recall. Would like to have a conversation with Stephen King. I bet I could make his brain work in some cool ways. There's so many interesting people I want to meet. Kind of hoping this thing will help. Hopefully. I just need one semi-famous person to come and argue with me. In front of this microphone. Or even just a random discussion. Yeah, I like arguing with people though. Especially smart, interesting people. Yeah. People can actually put up a fight. Yeah. Well, as far as an argument goes, I don't mean a physical fight, obviously. Yeah, I don't even mean super argue with them. I just want to get them passionate. Tell me the things about whatever it is that you're passionate about. It's probably going to be interesting. Yeah. We do another holistic health update. I don't remember where we... Kind of talked about what it was. How people confuse it with... Like alternative medicine. I'm all about that holistic health. I'm going to eat this one thing because it's going to make me better. Dude, I mean, it's a lifestyle. When you start thinking about it all. Why am I so sad today? Well, you ate nothing but pure, like, starch and sugars yesterday. Because it's on a diet of processed food. No water. Cigarettes and soda. And, I mean, you scrolled through TikTok... For 12 hours floating in and out of consciousness so now you're neglecting your body and your mind yeah some of the answers are so obvious i don't even like giving them to people like you know what's wrong you know how to fix it everybody just wants a pill it's that instant gratification yeah that's exactly what it is well i'm feeling really stressed out today but the xanax will make me feel better so man i mean there's a lot to it there's shadow work just physical upkeep on your meat suit Mm. putting somewhat clean calories in it and water you know honestly one of my favorite things about my job is how much of my brain I have to put into it I mean use it or lose it yeah that's why you see so many people like that they had great jobs that everybody thought they used their intellect for like let's say a junior high history teacher Mm -hmm. but you teach the same thing for 40 years straight yeah you're not exercising your brain anymore now you're just repeating memorization and and it, it messes with the brain man 
the human mind is meant to grow. It's a muscle. You gotta flex it. It's one of the things I love about fucking Tuesdays. Hmm. I can use whichever portion of my brain I want. Which is why you see all these old folks in the homes playing their Wii Sports and Sudoku? Sudoku? Sudoku puzzles. Sudoku, crosswords. Don't stop using your brain or it's gonna go weak. It's gonna turn into mush. That's, that's true for everything, though. I think that's the process of aging. It is. Like, things start to hurt when you use them, so you stop using them. Yeah. And they start to hurt more. Like, yoga, man. Yoga should be very close to the top of your list for holistic health. Well, sleep as well. I mean, that's another thing that people neglect themselves with. It's, yeah. Well, a bunch of people have even been lately, but it's like five minutes. I lay down turn on my phone and then I'm asleep with it in my hand yeah with me I'll be sitting in my recliner and I'll fall asleep and I'll be like yeah I should definitely go to bed then I'll go to bed and I'll just lay there for a couple hours awake what am I doing here I think last night I finally fell asleep around 2 got up at 6 to go to work I mean there's ways to fix it there are do you plug your phone in lay it down and then I mean have you ever tried chasing the static no. I mean, it's just stress and anxiety right now. This is... So what do you see when you close your eyes? Kaleidoscope. Do you? Sometimes. Do you ever just lay there and stare at it? See what you see? Sometimes. Are you familiar with lucid dreaming? Yeah, I don't think of it. Well, there's been some times when I knew I was dreaming. Okay, so... But that was the extent of it. For all of the listeners out there, be very careful with this one. So, there is a trick to lucid dreaming. Your body, as it starts to fall asleep, your brain does not want the lucid thing to happen, right? So, if you can lay there for 15 minutes and not move, you'll go into a lucid state. Or fall asleep. 15 minutes max. About 5 minutes in, your face is going to start to itch. You're going to want to change positions because your back will get uncomfortable. You'll start to notice how weird your head's laying. So spend however long it takes scratching your face, your butt, your armpits. Get as comfortable as you possibly can. Get some good stretches in before you lay down. When you're there, yeah, well, I mean, yoga. Hmm. But, yeah, when, when you're there, stop. Stop moving. Fight through it. And if you happen to experience sleep paralysis in the next few weeks, I'm sorry. It's happened to me once. It sucks so hard. Remember that whatever it is can't hurt you. You will eventually wake up. So that sleep paralysis thing. While you sleep, your body actually, or your brain will paralyze your body. This is left over from sleeping in the tops of trees and things. Where you need to not move while you're asleep. So that that itching thing... Like, when your face starts to itch, it's your brain trying to decide if it's still awake or not. So, if you're asleep, you don't have to worry about it because your body's already paralyzed and you're asleep. You don't care that your face itches. But if you're not asleep, your brain wants you to move. Mm-hmm. Don't. Just don't. The issue is how hyper-aware you are. Mm. Oh, yeah. the more you try to be still and, like... Yeah, you can't think about it too much. Yeah. That's where chasing the static comes in really really handy you just do that a lot of people have trouble sleeping just because they can't turn their brains off mm-hmm. I mean I'm told this podcast puts people right to sleep it's because of our Bob Ross voices possibly our, our bedroom bedroom voices my bedroom eyes <laughs> yeah. my you, stupid nasally voice mm-hmm. kind of sound like a young Cat Stevens who's that nobody I think it was the guy that screamed a lot from the um, Police Academy movies. Hmm. Wait, no, that's, was that Ken Stevens? Or... Yeah. I gotta Google it now. What they call him, Bobcat? Dude was hilarious. God, Police Academy movies, those were great. They were... I, do- I doubt they aged well. They didn't. I remember seeing that when I was a kid, and I was like, I don't think I should be watching this. This is great. British singer-songwriter. Nope. Wrong feller. Wrong feller. Had Bob get to the middle of it. Maybe. I don't know. 
It doesn't matter. Was he a stand-up comedian before he did the movies like that? I think so. Or was that after? Because I know he did it after. I want to say that's why he was in them. It was a lot of famous comedians. Hmm. Well, I think that's all I got for this fucking Tuesday. So, okay. Have a nice week. See you next Tuesday. Bye, guys.